Welcome to Ormwood Church in Atlanta, Georgia, and to our podcast where we share our Sunday sermons for those in Ormwood Park, Atlanta, and beyond. Our mission is to welcome everyone to explore the living God in all of our neighborhoods, and we value welcoming others, opening our minds, being of service, and participating in whatever ways God calls us. We hope you learn, grow, and find a place to belong with us. Friends, this is a little bonus podcast this week. Um, if you've read the recording of Sunday's sermon for All Saints Day, November 6th of 2022, you know that we're going to be talking about rest for the next three weeks. But we also started this church with our first sermon series on Sabbath and rest. So this is a little bonus podcast about Sabbath from October 1st, 2017, when we first began worshiping together weekly. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome to everyone in this room because we are all first timers this morning. We are all here to explore what it looks like to gather weekly together, to get to know one another, get to know God, be shaped in community. And I want to say a few words about the community that already exists and got us here. There are people among us this morning who met every week last spring and early summer to talk about what church is. What is community? There are people who have met weekly to pray and get to know one another and get to know God and what God is up to in Southeast Atlanta. There are people among us this morning who sat together for months to discern my own call to this neighborhood and people who've painted and weeded and mowed and planted and prayed and cleaned this space countless times as we've kind of etched it out to gather as our space on Sundays. So there are a lot of people among us who have braved the basement. They've braved hard conversations. They've shown up to things that have made them uncomfortable, and they have sandwiched in my house with grace and patience. And God has shifted and stirred in our conversations and our readings and our gathering. And we want more of that, in fact. We want that weekly. So we're here. And we're here to open up an exploration of a very living and active God, a God who is among us in our neighborhoods and communities, who is already always pushing light into dark spaces, love into violence, care into criticism. And we really hope this time on Sundays reminds us of that. But being here, showing up to one more thing is for some of us, and for many of us, I'm guessing, yet another activity on an already very busy calendar. Another thing on our list of shoulds, and I'm a firm believer in you should not should on yourself. <laughs> but we live in a culture of busyness and it's exhausting. If we were making a list of kind of modern day U.S. mantras, then I am busy or we are busy would be in the top five. I'm in the business of asking people how they are. It's kind of what I do and it's part of my job description. And basically I get busy as an answer. It far outnumbers the responses other people give. And it, I would be lying if I didn't admit that I actually say it myself. There are a lot of layers of what being busy means. I'm busy could be code for simply, I have offspring or I have a family. I have many people who need me and who I need. I'm busy could mean that there are tough times happening. Bills are coming in. The dollar doesn't go as far as it did. And there's recently I've read an article that talks about busy as the new status symbol. It's not money. It's not your house or your car, but how busy you are. I'm busy means I'm important. People need me. I have skills and talents and a personality that is in demand. Or maybe I'm busy is code for I've got things I'm avoiding. <laughs> 
being busy can mean we have no time to stop and hear the voices that we're silencing through all of the activities. I'm busy could be code for, there's so many things I want to do with my time. I want to read that latest article. I want to be in shape and feel good in my body. I want to be inspired by new people and ideas. I want to change the world for the better. We're busy because we're connected to every broadening circle within modern technology and transportation. We're busy. It's exciting. When I say I'm busy, I feel like it is possible there's a little bit of each of these things planted deep in that mantra. I think most of all, when I say I'm busy, I'm saying I'm trying to be more than I am. I'm trying to be superhuman. I'm expecting more out of myself than Janelle can really maintain. Thomas Merton, the 20th century mystic theologian and poet, calls this busyness a form of violence. He says this about the violence of being busy. The rush and pressure of modern life are a form, perhaps the most common form of its innate violence. To allow oneself to be carried away by a multitude of conflicting concerns, to surrender to too many demands, to commit oneself to too many projects, to want to help everyone and everything, is to succumb to violence. There are many good and worthy things in the world, but if we try to do all of them, it is a violent thing. Being too divided, too committed, too connected, too spread out can do damage to us, to our souls, our relationships, our bodies. The Chinese pictograph for busy is literally composed of two characters. It is the symbol of the heart and the symbol for killing. Being busy is heart killing. And the more I think about it, the more I believe it. I have seen busyness kill many things. I've seen it kill marriages. I've seen it kill relationships between parents and children. I've seen it kill creativity and kindness, credit scores. I've seen it kill mental health. I've seen it kill people's awareness of the future. We've been so busy. And I hesitated. I feared. I wrestled with the idea of starting to gather on Sunday mornings because I feared that this time, this coming together, would be added to a list of shoulds that is already too long for most of us. But the spirit kept pushing, mostly through the voices of the people on the leadership team, um, that we need this time, actually, to counterbalance that. We need this space every week to say something different to us. So what does it look like to start a new thing here in this space and on this day in the midst of our busyness? Let's listen again to what Catherine read us earlier this morning, our scripture from Genesis 2, 2 through 3. And on the seventh day, God finished the work God had done, and God rested. That means God stopped. God Sabbathed on the seventh day from all the work that had been done. So God blessed the seventh day and made it holy, because on it God rested from all the work that God had done in creation. From the very beginning, for God, people, the earth, rest is a holy thing. The word rest in this passage is actually the word stop which is the Hebrew word for Sabbath. God rested. God stopped. God Sabbathed. To stop is a holy, even divine, as much as it is a human thing. It's so holy and important that God blessed it. And in case you missed it, Sabbath is the only thing God blesses in the whole creation story. God blessed stopping. It's easy for me, and maybe for you to think of rest, taking a break, of slowing down or stopping, 
all the things we're doing with our lives as a concession or a necessity because of our weakness. Maybe we feel a little twinge of guilt that we need rest or need a break. Maybe we see rest as the thing we do because we're frail little humans. If only we could do more and be more. That is not in the Bible. (laughs) In Genesis, we see that even God stops and rests. God doesn't stop as a concession or a weakness, but because rest is a good thing just as good and necessary as the act of creating. Psychotherapist and minister Wayne Mueller in his book Sabbath talks about how the ancient rabbis teach that on the Sabbath day, the seventh day, God created manuha, tranquility, serenity, peace, repose, rest, in the deepest possible sense of fertile healing stillness. Until the Sabbath, until this manuha, creation was unfinished. So as we start meeting weekly, as we put worship and spiritual community on our busy calendars, I truly want this place and this space to be a place where you and I can rest, can take a deep breath, where we can stop earning and producing and creating and hustling and just be. I want to start our life together by stopping, (laughs) just like God stopped. Maybe even our times together can start to mitigate and heal the violence done by our busyness. Maybe it'll make us better followers of Jesus. Mueller says that once people feel nourished and refreshed, they cannot help but be kind. Just so the world aches for the generosity of a well-rested people. The Lord knows we could use some kindness right now. So what this looks like on the ground is that we will spend the entire month of October 2017 exploring the idea of rest and Sabbath and what it means to stop. We will start building our worshiping DNA saturated with God's call to rest from our busyness and turn to holy stillness, holy rest. We'll look at the benefits of rest next week. There are so, so many, (laughs) some that would even save our lives. God knew what God was doing. The following week, we'll learn how rest is a community thing. Sabbath is communal. And in the New Testament, in the modern Jewish practices, we see that the day of Sabbath is a time for learning in community and a time to share meals together. It is even the day to make love. The fourth week of October, we're going to explore some creative and fun ideas and practices that will help us know how we can stop, how we can rest. What does that look like in our actual lives? Is it a whole day? Is it short practices I do once a day? Is it an attitude with which I do all things? We'll finish up our month by looking at how rest and Sabbath are acts of resistance and social justice as well. When Sabbath is talked about in the Ten Commandments, it's clear that all people, not just the observant religious folks, are to rest. Servants, animals, land. How is rest an act of justice, an act of liberation? It's going to be a good month. But for today, just know that God writes all of us a permission slip to stop to rest, not when our lists are finished, because they never are, and not when we deserve it or think we deserve it. That's not the calculations of God. Not because we're weak, but because it's just how God created us. It's just a good thing. It is a holy, blessed thing. You don't want to miss out on that blessing. And I'd love for this blessing to spread beyond just this morning. For today and this month, we made these little slips of paper that have a list of possible practices that might help you put a little rest into your lives. 
Practices like giving yourself permission to say no to things or going for a walk. Deborah and Bev actually made little sleeping bags for your phones to tuck them away. It's an amazing little cute way to set aside an hour or an afternoon and not be interrupted. Or maybe the practice you need is to take a nap. Go around pronouncing blessings on things. One of my favorite Sabbath blessings is, may you be at peace. May you be free from suffering. May you be happy. May you be wise. May you feel great love. Go around the park. Secretly bless people. And the last the last practice that we listed is called make a Sabbath box. You can find a box and decorate it if you're crafty. Put things you need a break from in the box, maybe for a day or afternoon. Maybe it's your laptop or your phone. Maybe it's a picture or video game. Sabbath box. Box of rest. And we actually have a group that meets Tuesday mornings for 30 minutes of silent meditation if you want to stop by for that. At the bottom of the slip, there's also room for you to write in any restful activities that you already love or want to try. So I encourage you to try one practice this week. Maybe it's something little that you can do every day, or maybe you choose one whole day to rest and relax and enjoy God's blessings. But rest, dear people of God, rest. Take back a little of that holy time this week. 